You're listening to the Pennard Perception Podcast, where we drive discussions about the cogs and gears that run a selective high school in New South Wales. In today's episode, you will hear from two of our senior students, Sahiti and Harshin, who are heavily involved in the school's gardening club and are eager to disclose with us the lessons they've learned about sustainability and their advice to moving towards it. We'd also like to welcome a special guest who joins us today, Miss Bull, who spearheaded the new garden project down near Tasbok. We're your hosts, Manizvi and Yashika. At a time where our society is becoming more aware of our impact on the environment, this collective movement towards a sustainable future has never been of more importance. Welcome to the first episode of the new year. Okay guys, so what does sustainability mean to all of you? Sustainability means uh, understanding the environment and being able to know how to make it productive using the least resources possible. So that goes all the way from what you construct the beds out of to where you get your plants from, what type of plants you grow, how you deal with pests, insects, any sort of disease that the plants might get, you know, and what you do with the produce. Uh, so it, it encompasses a huge range of things and, and a lot of those are some really good challenges for our problem-solving students. Sahiti, what does sustainability mean to you? Um, to me, sustainability is being able to maintain an environment and make the most out of an environment, ensuring that it's still thriving and that we can thrive alongside the environment. So instead of just exploiting our natural resources and getting what we need out of it, sustainability is getting what we need while also making sure the environment stays healthy. What do you think sustainability means, Hashin? Sustainability to me is using the environment around us responsibly and making sure we take care of all the life forms around us and not um, causing any damage to them while we still get the most out of everything. Could you guys share your thoughts on why sustainability is important to our community? I think uh, sustainability is important to all communities and I think it's it's an idea that a lot of people are realising is really important and I think it's really important that we learn these skills know when we're when we're reasonably young and that we implement them in our everyday lives Um, but also the idea of community uh, and you said um, collective before and that's a really important idea too that we that we are all a community and we're working together for the benefit of each other. I think sustainability is very important because if we are sustainable and take care of the environment then the environment will help take care of us and keep us healthy as well. I think sustainability is important to every community because a sustainable community makes also makes it a livable community. And the less sustainable you get, like the more you travel towards complete cityscapes and completely urbanized areas, it's not as livable to live in because there's so much like pollution and not enough greenery that affects other parts of life. So a sustainable community also helps the level of livability for a community and makes it a happier community in general. I completely agree. Me personally, I'd much rather wake up to the sounds of birds and trees outside than noisy cars. How do you guys stay sustainable? We try to implement a number of different sustainable measures. One of the one of the things that we've started doing, which happened by accident, was that um, when the school lawns are mown, there's often a big pile of grass cuttings that usually get thrown away, you know, put into plastic bags and and thrown away but that's actually really valuable um, for our composting so we're working on trying to build some compost bins that can you know accommodate all of all of these grass clippings that come from the school Um, but you know so we can use it and then you know that creates our soil for the next year and we don't have to you know buy soil 
in plastic bags. So things like that, even collecting the leaves from around the school, um, we're hoping to start collecting more compost from around the school. These things can really help us to be sustainable. Um, so that's one of the main things we do. We have a non-pesticide garden. Uh, so we don't use any pesticides in the garden, we, which, which does mean actually that there's a lot of picking off caterpillars and slugs and feeding them to the chickens in the primary school next door. Um, they enjoy it uh, and it's healthier for the, for the soil and for the, for the plants and for ultimately for us as well who eat that produce. Uh, yeah, and so I guess the, those are some of the main things that we do. We love the work that you guys are doing. So what improvements have you guys made in terms of the sustainability in the school? Um, so some things we've done to create a more sustainable garden at school is we've implemented a timed water sprinkler so that we don't need to constantly go around every day using a hose, which does waste a lot of water. Instead, we have a time sprinkler that waters the plants when we need them to and only for that period of time, which means we save a lot of water. Um, we also uh, laid mulch all over the garden. So what this does is this helps minimise the water leakage. So all of the water that we do use is saved and utilised properly. We also collect seeds from all of our plants every year, like once the plants are like dead or like the season is done, we collect all of the seeds from them so that instead of buying new seeds, we can just reuse old ones. Um, yeah, so in addition um, to what Sahithi said about saving seeds, uh, we also propagate a lot of succulents, uh, <laughs> which is a lot of fun. And it's uh, it, we propagate a lot of succulents, which is really easy to do and it, it's really quite an enjoyable thing. And we found that a lot of students actually really enjoy um, having them and looking after them, which is really wonderful to see. I guess you could say it's never a dill moment in the garden. <laughs> So are there any further steps you guys are aiming to take in the future to ensure sustainability at our school? Yeah, sure. Um, I think that we're always working towards becoming more sustainable. I'm always learning personally. I, I don't think we ever really stop learning uh, about how our environment works and the ways that we can interact with it. Uh, some of the things that we've been talking about perhaps implementing in the garden is more uh, native plants so we have some uh, some warrigal green seedlings that are going to go in soon. They're a native plant, um, much like spinach. We have a lovely lingolime tree, which is a native plant and uh, traditional Aboriginal food source, which is really, really tasty. So having more things like that would be wonderful, choosing plants that are suited to this environment and, and are natural to this environment. However, we do also obviously grow more traditional um, fruit and vegetables and and flowers. One of the other things we've been talking about is actually starting to grow some mushrooms. Um, we were talking about perhaps growing some shiitake mushrooms in a log, which is, is a fun project that we're thinking about for the future. Um, yeah, so look, there's always kind of room to move forward and increase our knowledge of the environment and the ways that these uh, types of life, these organisms kind of exist with each other and how we can kind of participate in a kind of gentle way. Anyway, I hope that that's the way you guys feel about it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think that also with all the new funds we get from the gardening sale, like last year we bought the new um, water sprinkler, like that we could keep 
selling stuff and keep the garden growing and buy new things to keep us sustainable for the future. I, I, I think that's a great idea, Hashim, because one thing that I really enjoyed is seeing how how people are really happy to eat produce that comes from the garden. Um, I think I actually saw at one of our sales a year 10 student eat a radish raw, <laughs> just bite it. I, I think we washed it first. I hope we washed it first. Um, but, you know, that that's wonderful to see. Um, the mulberries were so popular. People loved the mulberries and that was so good to see, you know, walk down at recess time and see kids with these you know, purple hands and purple mouths eating the mulberries. That was really great. So I think that there's a lot of joy in growing your own food and, you know, there's a pride associated with it too. You know, you've you've kind of done this. You've 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 um you've convinced the earth to grow what you need. And it's it's a really good feeling. And I think that when we grow the community and when we keep on, you know, creating this enthusiasm as well as, you know, all these really practical skills like my gardening group are an incredibly practical lot of people. They work really hard and they take initiative and they're just really good at it, you know, they, and they're not afraid to get their hands dirty. One thing I really love to see is, um, you know, people who aren't afraid to pick up a slug and go and chuck it at the chickens. That's, I think that's, you know, shows a, a real understanding of the environment. It's awesome, right? Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so I think that, we're always learning more and I really, really have enjoyed spending time with these students in the garden. It's been a wonderful time for me. Lucky for you, we have mushroom in this podcast for mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> so this is making me want to start doing gardening. What can we as individuals do to be more sustainable? It's simple stuff, really. Like, just, I mean, I'm sure, do you have a garden at home? Anyone who has like even a small garden at home, just something you can do is just measure the amount of water you're actually using like research and see how much water your plant needs because overwatering them will you know also cause them to die off and you like there's no point in doing that and wasting water when you could just use a little and keep them alive which is also more sustainable for the environment and other stuff like you know collecting the seeds off your plant so you can replant them or like you know if you have a really big garden putting in a sprinkler system and like Maybe even starting a compost bin, which is really easy. You know, just take scraps from the kitchen that you're not using and put them in a compost bin and it turns into free soil, basically. So what do you think makes the gardening club different to other clubs in our school? I think the gardening club is very welcoming and self-directed. We can ask Miss Ball to plant any new type of plant and she will help us out with that. Or we could start our own projects. And it's always fun and laid back. Like there's never a lesson or just a gardening day that's never fun with Miss Ball. And um, you learn how to identify new plants and other interesting facts. It doesn't really feel like a commitment as much as just a fun activity. Also, just taking care of the environment around you and having some fun with your friends while also learning new things is very different from the way, very different from other clubs in the school. So I guess you could say that the gardening club is good chives only. What ecological habits have you learned that you've implemented in daily life? It's just small things that you can implement into daily life, such as one of the biggest things I learned and one of the most useful, I think, is how easy it is to like go out into your garden every day and weed it for five minutes. And then that actually makes a really big difference because every day if you remove a couple weeds, that overall like increases the amount of produce you can grow in your garden because you know there aren't weeds that are actually taking all of the nutrients from your plants. So I think 
reading is something like that I never really took notice of before. But after doing gardening, I realized the importance of it. And other small things, again, like collecting the seeds and, you know, watering only what needs to be watered and, yeah, stuff like that. Thank you, Sahiti. Miss Ball, what kind of produce do you grow in your garden? We've, we've experimented with quite a few things. Some things haven't worked, um, which is part of the learning process. I very, very sadly had to pull out some sad garlic that I had such high hopes for and it didn't survive. But, you know, we've planted a lot of things that have done really well. So we, we plant a lot of uh, flowers, um, but also vegetables and some fruit. Last year we had a lot of potatoes. We, uh, we had quite a lot of kale, but that turned out to be a bad choice. Um, and, and the chickens, luckily. Um, we've had onions, radishes carrots, lots of herbs, um, we grew tomatoes, cucumbers, zucchini. We've had some giant zucchinis um, that didn't get picked over the holidays and ended up being about maybe a foot and a half long. Strawberries, oh, little mini gourds, those little cute gourds. Um, yeah, the flower garden with the wildflowers and, yeah. And we also have these wonderful fruit trees that were already here that have been established. So those, you know, the mulberries, which I've already mentioned, but also we have an avocado tree, you know, which is great. We have a locut tree. Um, again, another fruit that I see a lot of students eating at lunchtime when it's in season. We have mandarin tree, an orange tree, lemon tree. Um, we have two fig, we have three actually fig trees, but unfortunately we have lost the battle with the pests for those ones and we weren't able to get any fruit over the summer. Uh, yeah, but we have we have so much stuff, and we're we're always willing to try and grow new things. It's um it's a challenge. With the amount of stuff that you guys say that you grow, it must have taken a long time. So how long does it usually take to grow stuff? It depends from plant to plant. Some plants only take a few weeks before they start growing some stuff. Other plants take a few months, and some like the larger trees, they'll take a few years to fully establish. I have to say, I'm very fond of the work you guys are doing <laughs> in the gardening club. You guys had a sale last year, didn't you? What did you do with the profits of the sale? Yeah, the sale was really successful and we got a lot from that. And basically, we piled together all of our profits and we bought ourselves an automatic water sprinkler so that we don't have to um, go water the plants manually. This like turns on and turns off um, and waters it basically regularly every day. Um what we also did, we after that, we had some leftover money and we used that to buy a couple more um, seeds and also garden beds. And these garden beds, you know, they, they're helpful because we have more space to grow plants. I may not have told you this um, yet because it only happened last week, but we did have a request that we start growing some more berries. <laughs> so last uh, last week I went and with some of the with some of the proceeds and we still have quite a bit left um, but with some of the proceeds I bought some passion fruit vines, some blueberries, some more strawberries and um, some raspberry plants. Um, so yeah, we'll hopefully have some nice fruit salad come summer. Kill yes. What happened to the <laughs> produce not being sold? Everyone in the gardening club got to take a bit of the produce home that was left over or we just used it in compost. The ones that got spoiled, we just put them in the compost and we probably will reuse them this year. Are there any lessons learned in the club that might apply in academics? Um, yeah, I think one big thing that the club teaches us is responsibility but also perseverance. Like, we try to grow plants and they don't always work out but like, g what gardening teaches us is to try again. 
and like try different methods and i think this is really useful in academical subjects because um like in school obviously not everything you'll get right the first time and gardening helps us persevere and we can take those skills and apply them to our subjects what are some new ideas you want to introduce this year we're going to sell new things. Like last year, our main focus was just um, seeds and succulents. But this year, we probably will have berry baskets and a lot of new produce and a lot more plants. We're also trying to find how we can sell things that appeal to the school community more. So more creative things that are you know, useful for students and stuff that students like. Like Hashin said, the berry baskets. And also, we might continue selling succulents. That was something students really enjoyed last year. And yeah, other stuff like that. Like we need to like find out what students like. It's not kale. <laughs> yeah, it's really not. Oh my god, that sounds like a great <laughs> idea. Oh, I love these puns. We believe that the gardening club will continue <laughs> to be a big deal in our school. That's it for today's episode of the Penrith Perception. We hope you enjoyed the inspiring words of your community and culture. Thank you so much to Miss Ball. <laughs> Sahithi and Harshin, who shared their thoughts and ideas around sustainability and responsible habits. That about wraps up our discussion today. So thank you for listening. We'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Penrith Perception, a podcast made by the Multimedia Leaders. To support us and be notified when new episodes are released, feel free to follow us on Spotify. You can also find us on Instagram at The Penrith Perception for more news and upcoming stories. This podcast was recorded on Darug land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. The Penrith Perception is mixed and edited by Manasvi Salaka and Yashika Saravanan. Executive produced by Holly Kurikos and Dimity Skardanas. Produced by Diane Kaslangan, Tamina Manchandia, Abhi Tama. Scripted by Srikar Kumpela, Amanya Valivetti, Jamila Faisal and Marlena Hanna. Graphic design by Jai Zhu. Music composed by Preetham Telugu.